Hello all, my name is Ryan Freebury. I'm a film lover, but I have a big black hole in my viewing experience. As a child of the 80s and 90s, there are many classics that I've not seen because my parents said, you're not watching that. Now, I've enlisted my friends who can't believe the films I've still not seen to help me fill in my cinematic blanks. Join us on a journey back in celluloid time to discover a sometimes violent, occasionally saucy, and often weird world that my younger self never got to discover. This is our first episode, and where better to start than with Paul Wilhoven's 1987 look at a bleak and violent Detroit city. With stop motion, cheesy dialogue, and one of the most iconic costumes in cinema history. He's part cop, he's part robo, he's robocop. That's it, that's number one. Um, so yeah, thank you for uh, pressing play and selecting uh, this pod. Um, yeah, as I said, my name's Ryan, and I need someone to do it with me. So who better? Formerly my best man, uh, pre the divorce. Uh, formerly uh, somebody I beat to some <laughs> beige shoes that were hideous. Uh, and I also manned the trampoline. Um, he is a friend of many years, a man of Sheffield. It's Mr. Dan, real name, Fudge. How you doing, Dan? How's it going? You all right? Yeah. It's, it's, do you know what? I do it all the time with the, What's your name? Ryan Freebury, F-R-W-E-B-U-R-Y. I spell my name every time I say it to someone who doesn't know it. How often do you get the Fudge? Is that really your name? Yeah, all the time. Uh, Fox Street Uniform Delta Golf Echo. I say it all the time. <laughs> do, you know, do you know? I love it as well when you've got certain things like my reg on me on my car when I'm doing it at the you know the the fuel car at the petrol station. You go, you know, Charlie did it, and they go, "What, Charlie?" And you're like, oh, "God, Jesus Christ!" I picked the one person who never watched the A Team. <laughs> well, actually, guess what? Neither did I. Never saw it. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, but yeah, Dan, thanks for joining me. You're a, much more of a big fan of these films than uh, I've ever been. Like I say, mum and dad were like, you know, you're not old enough to watch that, but. By all means, watch David Bowie live singing "Suck, Baby, Suck, Give Me Your Head," because uh, I know I can see on your face you're already thinking that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're probably going to end up saying this every episode, but I do need to know how have you just not seen this movie? Even when you got to adult life, did it just not come round? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, if anyone has discovered this on episode 22 uh, and they come back and find this, uh, I don't want to keep having to repeat it, but it's um, yeah, it just it just passed me by, and you know, there was things like Monkey Bone out then and. Uh, uh, duets featuring Huey Lewis and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, yeah, and that bloke who's uh, the really wide-eyed bloke, Paul, is it not Giamatti or something? Who's the bloke? Who, oh, he's all like that all the time. He was one of the uh, monkeys in um, Planet of the Apes. Do you know what I mean? Paul, Jim. Played, played Rhino in Superman, uh, Spider-Man 3. Could have been, not seen it, but it was, <laughs> there's no excuse for that. I have seen loads of films. I genuinely love seeing films. Um, but yeah, we started off with... Um, Robocop. Now, what I'm going to try and do each week is go through a little preamble of what I knew about this film before. So one of my big things is that I, I've missed out culturally. People might say, you know, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, and, you know, I don't know what it means. So, I mean, I do because I've locked it up. But um, So with this one, um, this is what I knew before. The things I thought I saw, the things I knew before. I hadn't seen it i'd seen people with toys of it i think maybe robocop i remember some blokes one with long blonde hair melting and saying help me which scared the shit out of me and some bloke getting blasted through uh, a window by a massive robot so that's all i knew before but obviously now i've seen the bugger uh and where to start dan where, where does this one sit with you how important is robocop uh, or the uh, robotic cop as he's known uh to you <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was. I was. I think this one had a had a huge cultural impact. And uh, you were saying before that you've you've had references of it and you've seen things of it before and all the rest of it. And I feel that the uh, that the the main thing that, that 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 came out of this was that because of its name, 
because of like you rightly said before the um the iconic costume and, and the things like that the, the violence of the movie overall was so comically over as it were it, it kind of transcended the movie itself the, the franchise of robocop for example there were kids toys uh, there was a kids saturday morning uh, television show and 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 i and I, I went back and had a look at this this television show and there's a really comical bit in the opening credits to to show how uh, murphy gets you know becomes attacked in order to become the robocop and they literally approach him with guns and then the uh, the screen kind of blanks out and it, and it's got like a cartoon version of uh, of uh, what's it kirk, so kirk what? redwood ah. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of flashes out, and all of a sudden, he just steps out of a chair and he goes, "Yeah, you're Robocop now." He goes, "Oh, oh, that's, that's sick." Is it a cartoon? <laughs> is, it, uh, is it real action or a cartoon? Actual, actual cartoon. Someone made one of the most hyper-violent movies in the history of time, a kids' cartoon, and and I and I absolutely love this this movie. I think it's terribly great, if that makes sense. So, when did you first see it? Well, as does it sound, so you know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of '80s movies. I think it's it's its own genre on its own. And um, when I'd not, I'd, I this one passed me by because of the violence in it. But the first opportunity I got, you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, everybody got their DVD players, and we all went down to to Herrick and Watson's in Skegness to go and buy the cheap uh, go and buy the cheap DVDs on and what we could get for three for two from Choices on Skegness High Street, that type of thing. And um, oh, go on. No, I was going to say, for those who don't know, this is a place in Skegness where I grew up, and Dan was working as a uh, as a what should we call him a uh, a, a rouge coat. <laughs> I was going to, I couldn't remember what coat was in French, which I'm not anymore. Right, at. Um, and it's a place called Herrick Watson's. That I worked for a little bit and thought I was Jack Black in High Fidelity. People had put down at the time Dotty Rock by Sean Paul was out, and if anyone put it down, I go, oh, "What are you buying that for?" And that like as some elitist knobhead. But Northerners would go on holiday to Skeg, and as you come off the train. For those who are never going to go, I'll explain this to you. You come off the train, you normally go down Chip Pan Alley, and you can buy some awful hat that says something about vaginas and cocks on it. For you, for your holidays, we'll tell that story at some point. But also, Herrick Watson's was in this prime position, but people would come in just off the train for like two weeks in the sun, well, hopefully, and just buy things like On Golden Pond on DVD. Like, just I don't know if it was for the caravans or whatever, but it's just like, that's what you do, isn't it? The second you land, you know, not you, Dan, you're finding an Irish joint to go and have a drink in. These knobheads are buying bloody, I don't know, Batman 2, The Return of Batman, which wasn't even a real film. That are alive, you are coming with me. And so, so this 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 movie sits well. So I wasn't I was like nineteen twenty when when I saw this when I saw this movie. And there was a point where I was kind of a bit desensitized to violence. I I very much knew what I enjoyed. I, I, you know, I, I knew I preferred comedy over over action, and you know, and I even preferred movies such as Groundhog Day to to RoboCop and and and, th- and things and Die Hard. And, but I, I but with RoboCop, I thought right, I, you know, it's about time I watched it. I, I should I should get around to watching it. I should see it because. This is one of the few films that you and I will talk about where uh, I also was banned from watching it because of the violence in it. And um, and there, there, there's some... You, you mentioned stop motion earlier on. And uh, the, the, the scene where you, that you mentioned earlier on about the guy getting shot through the window, I found that absolutely terrifying. What, even even though it's scene? quite janky. Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it just—I don't know what it was. That there's there's a there's a thing of watching it back as an adult and seeing this um and seeing this guy who knows he's done for. You know, what I mean? he knows he's just going to get absolutely blasted to bits, and, and he goes like, and then, it, and then he goes to help hug me, a guy. Help me. 
<laughs> what's he gonna do now you stop it yo now you stop it what's he gonna do about it <laughs> you know what if you, i'm taking it they know a little bit about what the program is i'll be going fuck off he's gonna shoot me as well you're not bad like, <laughs> i don't want to be it you know what i mean that's another film i haven't seen uh but no yeah, it's, well, i think there is an ultra there is a violence that we you know kids with computer games you know where, where i'm at work for instance, we're, we're, we're doing this thing where we're talking about computer games and the lighting that goes around it. And one of the one of the exec guys went, you know, it'd be good if we uh, played that game because when you die, all blood goes around the outside of the screen. It'll look good with the lighting. And you're thinking, fuck me. When I was a kid, you just used to have your mate going, yeah, you've ruined it. We've got no lives left. They're like, no, it's just turned into this. You know, we, we are desensitized to it in lots of ways. So one thing we're going to try and do with these films when we look at them, I said they're predominantly going to be those classics, those ones that, you know, I'll give you some heads up. Arnie films. I think I've seen Kindergarten Cup, uh, probably do Running Man next, something like that. Uh, no Rambos, only saw, oh, I haven't seen, I've seen bits of Rocky. Honestly, it's, it is an absolute cesspit of films that you should have seen. So with the 80s ones, I appreciate there's an age thing, right? We're going to be seeing some sexism, probably some casual racism, some high drug abuse. There's going to be all the things that the 80s just loved. And, you know, we're not going to skirt around some of the issues there with it but at the same time i'm not going to just sit here and go oh it looked rubbish because it was filmed in 85 because we know it did we know it did it's not like we're talking about some classic we're not talking about some like uh you know what do you call it nosferatu or something when it's filmed in the 20s and it's just so fucking earthy like battleship potemkin neil ferguson if you're listening that one's for you um so without going too deep into the it looks shit because it's old where to begin where to begin i mean the first thing i wrote on my notes was um Grey and Drab, which funnily, it's just more to do with the 80s than it is the film. It is a very bleak world, this Detroit. It's not the one of 8 Mile, which is actually also bleak. That's way more colourful. Absolutely. So so there's like, uh, there was that thing, you know, like if uh, I've just recently got back from Morocco. So, you know, if they filmed the movie out there, they would have that yellow filter on everything, wouldn't they, to make everything look all... All, all sandy and whatnot. Don't look like that in real life. I was, I was, I was, I was actually shocked. And it was, it's the same with industrial cities such as Detroit. They tried to make them as grey and drab as possible. In fact, somebody, somebody out there now would be screaming. There's an Instagram filter for it. I think it's called dramatic cool or something like that. That's what they're Detroit, going. Detroit grayscale. <laughs> yeah, that you know that, and that, that's that, that's what they'll be going for. I was, um, and you mentioned earlier on about the um, about the about the sexism. Uh, there was a point that uh, that I I found out going back and finding out as much as I can about this movie that the uh, the director Paul Verhoeven gave um, gave Nancy Allen men's underwear to wear in order to make her appear more butch, as as it, as it were. like So so they, they were like, oh, you, you're too pretty for this role. We're not having We're going to give you a terrible haircut on bloke's pants just to see, uh, you know, just, just to man you up a bit. Because they won't believe it. It's the 80s. They're not going to have it anymore. Oh, you she, know what I mean? Is it because she's doing a man's job back in the 80s? Like, you can't be a copper unless you were, you know, you're doing tea or something. That's how they saw it, wasn't it? So is, is that what it was? Hey, exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. She she was a PC as opposed to a WPC. You know, you know that type of thing. And um, and that that really comes across. You can really see that. It's really really quite transparent. And and you mentioned earlier on about the um, about the stop motion on it. Yeah. And uh, it does look it does look quite janky. But I need to I need to give you a little Easter egg on this because uh, there's yeah. something that uh, I found quite funny. There was a um, I don't even remember about five years ago. There was a meme that did uh, did the rounds on Twitter. And it was uh, it was from Jurassic Park, and it said uh, dinosaur supervisor or, or or something like person in charge of dinosaurs, and it was a guy called called Phil Tippett, and uh, and the, and the meme was you know the 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 the, uh, the chop from the credits at the end that said 
dinosaur supervisor, Phil Tippett. And then at the bottom it said, people died, Phil. Where were you? <laughs> and um, and he was the guy that did the, um, he was the guy that, that supervised the stop motion. Um in the uh, in, in in the movie, which I thought was a lovely little Easter egg, really enjoyed that. Yeah, so you're going to try and do these each time, Dan. Is you'll remember things you remember from the time, but also try and find us some statos, some statistics. Do you know? Do you know what I was thinking actually when you mentioned the female thing of it and and the roles that women, especially, are going to probably play in these '80s films in particular? I my head instantly started thinking, what if this had gone off? What happens in this film in uh, where Heartbeat was set? <laughs> because, because a the female protagonist will probably be knitting and be pregnant. You know, it's just the way yeah. they'd have seen it if it was an 80s one. A Robocop just rolling around with green grass and shit, just kicking off. He'd be made, we'll come to his build and what he's made of and stuff later on, but I, I don't know. There's a there's a scene for you all to sort of get your head around. Uh, Nick Berry, every loser wins. Meanwhile, fucking hell, it's all yeah. going off. Up oh, no. I feel like I feel like a Robocop in, in rural Yorkshire might be a bit of a gun to a knife fight. Quite literally, to be fair, you know what I mean? Yeah, it depends what part of Yorkshire. I mean, we, we, we're a fan of South Yorkshire, but if you're from the West or the North, go fuck yourselves. Anyway, let's move on. I, I, that might be edited. We don't know. We'll see how many people have got the internet up there. Uh, but let's, uh, let's talk about the next bit here, which I've put is to do with, so we mentioned stereotypes, Murphy's partner, mm-hmm. but CGI in particular. I feel I will be jumping slightly ahead, but I think it has to be done. So we meet that knobhead robot at the start. What's his name? Yep. Ed 209. Great. I like how they've almost given him a name as well, like an os, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Duck and Ed. Um, I'm all right with him doing his stompy coming in and shooting and whatnot. That's fine. It's part of the course. What I do have a major problem with is a robot who can't walk downstairs, cries on his back like a little turtle. And even, even they throw in a bit where he's, hesitant about the stairs what part of the programming made him go hey oh, this is a bit bloody weird this is a rum deal <laughs> just just sat there tipping his toe in like a like like you're like you're on holiday and you don't know if the pool's cold like, that, cries, that type of thing. it's not just me he cries doesn't he that robot cries yeah. like a little bitch i mean this is you know this is some cutting edge technology that and they've gone hang on a minute we need to uh, we need to work this out john well what's that well when he inevitably ends up on his ass going downstairs like a dalek uh, it might have to emit a sound. So, can if you go into this microphone now, and uh, I'm going to press, I'm going to press. John, John, use the other mic, will you, John? With with that one's got jam on it. Do the other one, will you? <laughs> yeah, or just like, or just like if you've seen Toast, you know, like yes, you know what I mean. I can just hear like... you, Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> yeah, I can fucking hear you, you fuck. Yeah. So, what sort of sound do you want me to do? Uh, just just emit a squeal. Uh, just to just to alert people nearby that I'm no longer a threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? They recorded that. I'm a man, not a baby. I, mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope I, I there must be. There must be someone who knows what they recorded at that point. And if it was like maybe, I don't know, the tea lady's kid who she just added, she went, I've got a child. Oh, because she's from Yorkshire as well, apparently. I've got a kid who can cry, he'll do it for robot face. You know, it's rubbish. Anyway, those robots are shit. Uh, but let's talk about the main robot. So uh, I say mm-hmm. the one thing I definitely knew was the iconic outfit. You know, he's uh, you see him everywhere. You've seen him parodied. I'd say even that Bender looks a bit like him in some ways off um when he said Space Jam. Don't know why I said Space Jam. The thing Futurama. that's like the Simpsons in space. Thank you. Futurama. I've seen one episode. There you go. I know, I know, I know. So um, the, the outfit itself. Got any tips or little tidbits on the old uh, outfit uh, Johnny Bobbins was wearing, who I've never seen in any film since? Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, it, it's interesting you mentioned that, actually. So there was a um, there was a point where they offered this role 
or considered a lot of the big 80s action stars. Arnie, Sly, I think, you know what I mean? Uh, I can't remember, Nick Nolte at one point, things like that. But they all realised that they were they were too big. But they, they, because the, the, the design of this outfit was supposed to be sexy. It was supposed to be a sexy outfit. So yeah. they wanted him to look heroic. They want him to look like he, you know, you're coming with me, everything's fine. Apparently in an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. What's that and even? So, is that from a film? I, 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 it goes, well, it's a free, you're coming with me. That's what he oh, says, doesn't he, Robocop? Because you did it in that voice. I thought it was from an Arnie film I didn't know. I was just missing. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's and so they... Um, the 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 outfit itself, the the, the eyes and the uh, and the, and the head, it was actually from a Japanese manga cartoon, uh, comic, as as it were. So so they, the designers have gone, they've, they've knocked back a good few. Some of them didn't look heroic enough. Some looked too janky. Some of them looked a bit too Detroit City. And so they've gone, well, let's look at this uh, weird robot jazz mag, and uh, oh yeah, that looks sexy enough. Let's do man that. Let's do that, but a man. And uh, I, for for the life of me, when you said we were doing this, um, we were doing this. I was trying to find that, um, trying to find that magazine, and I promise oh, I will. On. Sorry, I've, I've misread this. It was a almost like a a Japanese porn thing. It was a fetish type thing. Yeah, it's 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 a book of sexy robots. <laughs> That's what it is. See, it was like hentai type thing. So it was like a, it was a real dirty female robot for people to get the rocks off who just i don't know like cracking one out over a vending machine yeah you know like you know they're just really into robots <laughs> actually it's a very good point so if you want to email in we'll do the emails and stuff with uh when, when we've released this if you want to email in if you've ever fancied any machinery we will uh, gladly pass it on to the police and uh, hopefully they'll come and hunt you down you weirdos um yeah um so yeah he looks great with it is there anything about the outfit itself so is he actually walking on because that walks uh it's a bit of a rum old walk in it, Dan. The 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 walk is, is is nothing short of hilarious, and um and so what they did the the, the suit didn't arrive uh what, two weeks into shooting. So what they did was have um oh god I've, I've, I've forgotten his bloody name uh, Pete no Hustle who's, who's the actor? no the the actor that plays bloody Robocop absolutely oh. just having a brain fart. They I had him um, they had him sat in the um. In, in car parks, they had him walking in car parks, practicing how to walk like a robot, uh, with, with somebody literally behind him going, <laughs> Is that the same person who did the sound effects for the crying robot babies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a very talented man. It, it was me. <laughs> Six-year-old me going, yeah, that's where he needs to walk like. But he's really cranky, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to interrupt you because it's, it's, a, it's a brain fart, but a train of thought as well. Everyone had them in the 80s. And if, you, if you're young enough that you don't remember the 80s, fucking get one. What was your, I had probably had two actually, go-to machine gun noise? Oh, the one that I can't do anymore that you go, I used to rattle, I used to be able to rattle the, my tongue in the back of my teeth and go, like, but it was a like that. Yeah. It, Mine was more like a, anymore. Did what? Like that. It was good, that. No? no? That's it. Maybe it's the mic because where I am, it's, 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 people are ringing the cops, the, the local robot cops, going, "Fuck it out!" There's a bloody machine gun next to. Or I had a. Oh. No, no, I don't. Yeah, Shotgun bit. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like someone tapping on a wall and then throwing a ball at it. Boom. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, anyway. So you're yeah, sorry, Dan. I think I interrupted you. If you can remember what you were saying, by all means, continue. 
I honestly, uh, do you know what? I needed that bit because I've just remembered the actor's name was Peter Weller. Uh, so hey, <laughs> yeah, I got, got, got there in the end. So, uh, so yeah, so they had Peter Weller just walking in car parts just to give something to do, which is why in the movie it takes so long to um, to actually see the soup turn up because they, they kind of cook tease you with it for a fair bit, don't they? Yeah, that's right, because he it is a while. And also, while we're talking about the soup, um, should we talk about how the bugger ended up in it first or the scientists? Which route do you want me to go down? Uh, let's let's go with how he ended up in it. Let's let's go with that. So, spoiler alert for those of you like me who haven't seen it yet. I don't know, maybe you're ten and you've just stumbled across this podcast, which would be a weird demographic that I never aimed for. But anyway, um, so yeah, lad goes to find out where something's going down in, in some warehouse, which looks like it's being run by a cross between Phil Collins and that bloke who's always in films, but you don't know who he is. I think he was with Gentle Ben back in the day, the one who's you know who's in the uh, Austin Powers films. He goes, Dick, massive. T-. You know that guy? I mean, he's got like the gap tooth, bald head. Looks like him. Do you know what I mean? It does, oh, Kurt Redwood does. Yeah, he does look like him. Yeah, it's not him, but he so does look like yeah. him. Yeah, he looks like a cross between Phil Collins again. Ask your mum and dad or your granddad. I don't know. Um, and then he's just a knob. And then all his mates are just ridiculous. His his band of criminals are just the shittest you've ever seen. They're laughing at a load of crap on the TV that we'll come and talk about in a minute, no doubt. And then uh, local hero John, what's his name? Paul Weller from the Style Council. Is that who it is? Peter Weller. Peter Weller, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what I did there. That's a bit, of, a bit of Northern comedy. Got the wrong name and pretended you didn't know. Um, he just he gets shot, but I've written it down here. We we tried to count when I watched it about fifty times. Yeah, yeah. How is that motherfucker still alive? Let alone parts of him being put inside a robotic prison. Well, the, 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 the funniest bit about it is I think it's one of the first two or three shots actually clears his arm clean off his body. Yes. <laughs> so they've got they've got they've got the firepower to take a man's arm clean off, but not to ruin any vital organs. No. Uh, you know, hit him hit him in the brain at any point, but it, it's only powerful for limbs. So you know how they put him together. Those are some top end scientists, them Russ. Uh, but what you say with the brain, I'm pretty sure Phil Collins takes one straight to the to the noggin at the end and goes, "All right, now you've been shot fifty times. Taste one of these straight to the head." Yeah, yeah, that's that's the finishing one. But uh, the science, the scientists are good. You, you know, you're forgetting about the science. The science was really good back in '87. Apparently, weird, weird science, which is again another film I've not seen. Have you seen Weird Science? I've seen Weird Science. Of course, you fucking have. So these these scientists then start putting him back together, a bit like Humpty Dumpty. But a bit more mm-hmm. like, I guess, with all the what's gone on with him, he could say it more like this. Oh, so, um, and yeah. So for what I can work out, he's got probably a mouth and a bit of an arm left. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about below the belt. Yeah, no, I don't know what he's got going on there. But you know, with him consuming food, there has to be some kind of expelling anywhere. And I should have to think what he's got going on there. Do you know what? It's it's, it's a feature that I do like because a lot of these films, somebody would go. We've got an idea for a film, John. Oh, what's the film? It's called Dinosaurs Who Have Skis for Noses. Wow, I like it. And what they're going to do? Oh, they're going to attack Grantham. Wicked. Home of Margaret Thatcher and Sir Isaac Newton. And then somebody's gone, but what's they, what are they going to eat? It's like a nice little touch because everyone's thinking what happened to his mm-hmm. chunk in some ways, right? But they mm-hmm. actually take the time to go through that he eats paste and a fella mm-hmm. even has a little taste of it on his on his mouth there. Uh, I like that detail. I like the addition of paste food. Over to you. Yeah, I, yeah so, so they, they put they put that in there to, uh, to obviously they, the brain that of the remnants of the brain that lives inside this skull that they've stretched this skin across terribly. I mean, Christ, I'd be oh. furious if that's what they made my face look like. And um, in order to keep that bit alive, it's got to be within the next year, isn't it? Surely. 
I'll, I'll go to Turkey. I'll ask for one RoboCop. <laughs> Staples at that RoboCop. Yeah, so he's 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 a bit fucked and he's out and he's confused. But this is, mm. in many ways, I, I guess podcasts try and do a big rounding up at the end of recap. But this is basically a story of Frankenstein. The bloke's in bits. He's got he's remembering his old life and things like that. You know, it's there's there's some deeper shit going on here behind just a bloke in, in shiny shoot shooting people into. So what what do you see as the themes behind it? If we're going to be a bit highbrow. Things behind it, I think. I think there's a couple. So, from the director's perspective, uh, Verhoeven turned it down twice, and then his wife made him look at it. So, from the the, the director's perspective, it's very much a um, a lampooning, if you will, of um, of this American shoot it, blow it up culture. He's kind of so the violence was him taking the Mickey. The violence was him going, "I'll stick all this in, and they'll absolutely lap it up." You know, it's called RoboCop as well. This is going to be hilarious, and they, you know, they. That actually landed, and so that it it proved his point, as it were, given the you know the, the popularity of this movie. And then there's also a bit of um, American consumer uh, consumerism in there. They, they live come from a very capitalist nature, so if, if you could pay for it, you get it. You know what I mean? And that, and that and that's kind of, there's all that in there, and it it, it really drives that home. And there's kind of like a a black mirror element to it. Obviously, it's still a bit cartoonish. Don't get me wrong, but there's, there's you know, there's a bit where where they're they're talking about uh, they're watching the telly and laughing maniacally at some terrible show, which uh, where he's going. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's like Benny Hill. That exactly, like Benny Hill. That's that's exactly what it what it was based on because it because it was the eighties. But you know that, that those cutaways and those commercials that that part of that movie was was what it, it was meant to be a. A satire on the on the director's behalf, and you're right. There's an undercurrent there of Frankenstein, which is um, actually terrifying when you think about it. Well, yeah, because I've never really thought about Frankenstein that each part of the body might start. You know, one of them's from someone, one's from another one. They all start getting together and going, "I want to go this way." What are you on about that way? I'm Swiss, and I want to go to Geneva or wherever this is. So, yeah, there there is a lot to it. That's, I mean, it's hard to feel sorry for him because it is such. A shit film in lots of ways. Sorry to uh, ruin it for everyone. Which way I'm going to go with the scores at the end of this? But um, is you were mentioning Arnie and people like that. Was this a film that was actually meant to be? I was looking at it thinking this looks cheap as shit. This it really looks like a cheap mm-hmm. film, even though it's got old crying baby robots and suits that are only half there. Um, is was this at the time one that everyone's going? Oh, Verhoeven's coming out with a big. Because I haven't seen a lot of work from him. Were people going Verhoeven's next big film's coming? Or was it just a bit of an underground? Oh, hey, look at it go. It, it was it was one that the studio were going to get behind, and it was one that they were going to chuck some money at. But they they couldn't get a director for love nor money on it. And, and Verhoeven had had only done art house movies; it did not done something this big picture before. But they were going to hopefully attach a large name to it by by getting in people like Schwarzenegger and, and, and things like that. And um, but then when they put you know Pete Weller. And Verhoeven together, obviously, there's no big name attached to this movie whatsoever. So the they rely heavily on the name and the marketing and the special effects to hopefully carry it through. Right. And in some ways, it kind of worked, but not look at watching it, you know, 30 years later. No, I, I'm, I'm one thing I'm going to try and pull out each week, and I'll probably get around to writing a jingle for it is the random piece of shit that I see in this film that I don't think anyone would really remember, or it's a bit you spot in the background, like in Star Wars, where the stormtrooper twats his head on the door at the back and everyone looks out for it. For mm-hmm. me, there's a young chap 
just having a jig. I'm trying to put it into real life situation. He's down in a sort of a really bleak nightclub. It reminds me of one I was in Lincoln once with corrugated iron walls called Sugar Cube, if I remember rightly. Um, sorry, while we're on nightclub names, I love the idea of a nightclub. I think I saw it once called Scenarios. Welcome to Scenarios. It just it kills me for some reason. Uh, but they're in this nightclub jigging away, and I think old robotic cop has come in trying to sort shit out. He's after each henchman, isn't he? Like the riders of the... Uh, yeah. The Riders of the Apocalypse, well, the, the horsemen, the riders. Well, I guess they're the same thing, really. I shouldn't be so harsh on myself. Um, and he's coming in going, you're in trouble, man. And he throws that bloke's gun out of his hand. And some bloke who looks a bit like a member of Spandau Ballet at the back just catches the gun and starts dancing with it. And it's my favorite bit. He's right in the background. And you just imagine, hey, what did you do at work today, Chad? Oh, you won't believe it, Ma. I was in a film called Robocop, and I caught a gun, and I danced. Oh, my God, I danced. You should have seen me, Ma. I danced after dances that you've never seen before. But, yeah, I, he's my tip for this film is look out for the man who catcheth the gun. I, I doubt you've got any. Did you see any? So I've sort of not warned you about it. Was there anything you saw that you, you like in the background of any of this bit of this film? No, I've not, I've not seen anything from it, actually. I must stop okay. it. There's the, I was, I was going to say, I, I like that one. I, I like the idea of like, you know, okay. in the 90s, we were reaching for the lasers, but because lasers weren't a thing in the 80s, they've still gone manual. They're, they're reaching for the, they're reaching for the, the firearms. <laughs> but do, do you actually, I'm actually probably now going to have to go back, or some of you can do it for me if you're listening, is to actually go back and see if there is a credit. And if the credit is man who catches gun, it would have made my February. That would be my happiest time. Um, yeah, I mean, other things we could go into. There's a ton of cocaine. There's a ton of, uh, yeah. I mean, very scatty cocaine organization on that table. Someone has basically just thrown beach, bistro all over. Is it bistro? What's that your mum used to do cooking with? Biro, it's called the Biro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that thing your mum used to do cooking with? Bloody hell. Um, yeah, there's loads of that. There's loads of like blokes on TVs with doing really, really sort of, you know, not, not the adverts, but I mean, like when the video call comes through and that bloke's about to get his, get absolutely toasted, the bloke who'd uh, created the Robocop scheme. There's a lot of nastiness. There's a lot, there's no real joy in this film, is it, Dan? It's not, a, it's not a film that you'd go to for that. Why would you put this on in your life? Where would you have to be to go, do you know what I need right now? Apart from Chad and the dancing gun, I need me some Robocop. Where would you be in your life for that situation to happen? I just think it's ridiculous. I love the ridiculousness of, of it all. There is there is no reason for this movie to exist. A lot like the movie This Is 40, but in a completely different way. There's no reason for this film to exist. But it was on the back of um it was on the back of Terminator. It was on the back of uh Aliens and and uh, there was a movie back in the day called Repo Man. It was all it was all on the on the back of, of, of those things. So it kind of rode the crest of a wave and somehow has has elevated itself into the same into the same echelons of it, and and I find it absolutely fascinating because it is pretty. It's a pretty terrible movie, but there is a subplot there. You've got Paul Ferrer in there. He's the bent guy. He's getting it in. You know, more bald people, and then you've got the baddies there. You've got you've got a bit of you've got pump slapstick in there. It, it's all ridiculous, and and there's so much in there to unpick. It's uh, it's like a it's like a camp Blade Runner. You know what I mean? Which Where I robots were made. I've actually seen Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but those other ones you mentioned, aliens and stuff. Nah, I've seen them. We can probably watch them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that gets me is I, if I had to choose a genre of film that I want to watch, I guess 10 years ago I said comedy. I was just a big comedy fan. And, you know, something's just sort of take your mind off things. Now I like things that are just a bit weird. You know, I watched... Mm -hmm. um, 
oh god what's it called night in soho thing of the day and uh the menu and stuff that makes me go Ooh. Mm-hmm. but not not just rubbing my chin going what's the thought behind this just something that makes me keep me on my toes because a lot of the stories boy meets girl you know i've kind of seen it what i don't get is people like action is is it do they genuinely still get excited by these premises or do they go like oh look at all that blood because i find it slightly disturbing if you're going i just want to see that bloke get absolutely fucked up i just think it's a bit of a weird <laughs> thing to have in you as a human where do you stand on action films I find them really weird because, you know, uh, what's, what's the phrase that they always use in, in trailers and posters where it sells? Adrenaline filled. And I, I love that as a phrase because I, it wasn't until I got older in life did I watch a, a, a movie or I'm watching a TV program where I can feel my heart pounding. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is mental. But that's because as a grown-up, I'm imagining myself in this situation. Most yeah. notably, uh, the last one I can remember is there's um, – one of the mission, one of the many Mission Impossible movies where Tom Cruise is on the side of a building and his uh, one of his electronic suction cups starts to fail, oh. and um, and you go, oh my god, imagine being in that. I know, as a grown ass man, that he's the star of this entire franchise, and there's no way, shape, or form he's gonna there's, there's gonna be anything. It's like in Star Wars, like when they're trying to get away, and all of the principal cast are all are all sat in the Millennium Falcon. They're going to be all right. But I'm sat there going, oh, my God, how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah, I, I think it's, it, it is that element that you put yourself in that situation in what you do. Now, this one, if a robotic cop come in while I was watching some sort of jazz program with my mates in a warehouse and I just done me some crimes... Yeah, I think, I, I think I'd be slightly concerned. These guys just laugh in the face of it. They, they just, you know, tweak the nose of it. They're not bothered at all. But, I mean, again, we could be there all day talking about the uh, the ups and downs around the houses of it. Now, what I will say about this, oh, another, oh sorry, another thing I've just seen on my notes that I absolutely adored. The bloke's been shot 50 times, once to the head, by a lot of shotguns. As they roll him into the hospital, someone shouts, Ventilate him! That's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I know, but it's like motherfuckers dead, as that comedian once said who we saw live at the Hall. Uh, but no, I, we know he isn't, because that'd be a different film, wouldn't it? It'd go, it's not Robocop because he didn't survive it. But I mean, overall, there's a lot here. I mean, we need to talk about it. You 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 sort of mentioned it earlier on about toys. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw kids with toys of this. How the hell have they got toys mm-hmm. from an 18 film? If there's ever a thing that's going, we want you to buy these you little shits, it was that, right? How was there a toy for an 18? Well, you know, violence, violence aside, this is essentially a kids' movie. You know what I mean? This is it's got everything kids like. It's got explosions. It's got you know. It's got it's it's just got everything. It, it's so visually appealing for kids. And then there was always those ropey kids at school, those little scumbag kids. They were the ones that saw it first. When you know we weren't allowed to as kids, but you know it was a scumbag kid. But then, but then came back to school going, "I'll buy that for a dollar." And you're like, "Oh, what's that from? Oh, have you not right. seen Robocop? You haven't even got fifty p, mate." <laughs> even though you had nothing you'd play the upper class card on them you have to go to zigzag club did you have zigzag at school zigzag oh god what, the rolling papers <laughs> so at our junior school what was it junior school yeah our junior school in sort of the late 80s how do i phrase this in a modern term okay let's say you had a few problems uh we all have problems you know uh yeah no dan is now doing the picture of someone digging a hole you went to a special class called Zigzag, and there was. Oh, a, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. have to look him up. I'll look him up online if he exists. And I think it was rather than someone going, John took John took the boat to the pond and sailed it. There's just said, John. <laughs> 
for years. But anyway, uh, I, I digress. If you were a former zigzagger, if that's what it was called, a zigzagger, um, can you send us an email and tell us that you are now running a bank or something? And I'll feel really good about that because, yeah, I think I've just... <laughs> but you're right, though. That it, it was those kids that had been, you know, that a large... I mean, all right, some kids would have seen it and would have sat here listening to this going, I wasn't a scumbag kid and I'd seen it. But a lot of that... But what it was, because the scumbag kids had seen it, it had led to other people seeing it that shunted under, going through their, you know, yeah. the fleur de lis leather-bound video collection when the, when they've got an opportunity to get in there. And they're sat watching this movie going, on, on, you know, completely unassisted, just sat there watching this thing going, Jesus, I can't believe that Trevor's seen this bloody film. This is horrific. But because of that, that, that thing that had happened where it's all of a sudden become what, the, what you'd refer to now as viral mm. amongst a certain age group, We've now got Kurt Redwood's character shooting Murphy to bits and then Robocop happening. I'm going to have to find it. I really want to go back and watch the Saturday morning cartoon to see how they dealt with the violence and what he actually solved. Because bear in mind, kids show, you know, what's the point in having Robocop if he's only going to be rescuing cats from trees or, you know, stealing hookups? Robo Fireman or something slightly different, isn't it? He's going, I'll stop this, please. It's not quite Your move, creep. Um, For those of you, again, who don't remember a time before Google. If someone told you something was the case back in the day, there was a few options. Either you believed mm-hmm. them, you went to the library to see if it was in an Encyclopedia Britannica, or they were known in your local town as that bloke who fucking lies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and the irony is, I wonder how many people around like certain parts of England are going, they've seen all these wondrous things. They've been San Francisco and seen Alcatraz and all this kind of stuff. You won't believe it. The Birdman of Alcatraz, you better be better. You fucking liar. It's just because like they hadn't seen it, especially up north where I'm here from. People are really, really suspicious of each other. So do you know what I mean? I doing TV as a kid in that what's it like in that London? Oh yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's four hours away. Bloody hell, they've got them red buses, have they? I've seen one in a book. That was reality. And I'm still an adult in this world now, not from 1822. But yeah, so it must have been a word of mouth. But but while I'm on it, Dan, and I know I've rambled a bit there, you you mentioned the fleur de lis video covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of this because I'm hoping younger people will listen to it. People used to have a VHS, again, Google it, um, massive tape. But for some reason, especially if you had a pirated copy, a lot of people, especially your uncles, they would keep them in like a brown, I'm colorblind, could have been green, um, cover that made it look like a book. So it's like gone, oh, no, 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 no. Those behind me, they don't be pirated versions of, uh, I don't know, Willow. That's that's a book. That's a bit of Dickens over there that you see. What the fuck was that about? People making videos look like books. And they were like a they were like a status symbol, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, around around the town. So we, you know, we were one of the later families in the on our street to get a video player. You know what I mean? So we had a front loading one instead of one that you loaded from the top. You know, we got one of the new ones in you yeah. know later on in the eighties. And I went round to my mate Paul Bartons and I went, uh, "We need one movie to watch on this new machine my dad's just bought." And uh, and I I got loaned um, the 1984 Transformers movie and it absolutely crippled me for life because Optimus Prime passed away. I mean, what kind of oh. BS is that? What but, a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 40 year old movie ruined it for you. Because so, there's a lot of people listening to this night tonight who've been coming home from work going, Jennifer, when I'm home, we will finally have that treat that I promised you since our first date in Bulgaria 17 years ago. I've got Transformers the movie. Ah, oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> Motherfucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just fucked it. I love the ooh of Jennifer and that blow car. But yeah, sorry, gone down. You, you mentioned the movies. Now, 
uh, and videotapes. Now, I need to, I'm going to sum up this sentence because I find stuff like this absolutely fascinating. You know, like we've all seen the viral clips of um, going up to kids and going, can you mind what holding a phone is? We do this and the kids that do that with a flat palm against their face, stuff like that. You know, walking up to kids and just going, do you know why the save icon is that? Or... Or like driving, and you look at the um, the sign and go, do you know what that is a picture of to tell you that there's um, speed oh, cameras camera. ahead? Yeah, yeah, I thought that. Did I? It, I mean, that was too. That's too old a reference for me. <laughs> Why have they not changed it? That's eighteen ninety six or something, isn't it? Isn't it? So one of my favourite things about videotapes is that. So you imagine this huge blockbuster movie. Now you and I are a similar age. Us, we're the same age, and. There's going to be a huge blockbuster movie. And the first one I remember that we weren't allowed to see and we had to wait on video was inevitably the first ever 12 and it was the first Batman Michael Keaton movie, right? Yeah. So, so you've got your parents and you're like, tell me to see that. No, you're not old enough. I'm like, shit, I'm like, I'm three years out here. Yeah, yeah. You're not watching that. So we'll wait till it comes out on video. Now, this is, this is, the kids, listen to this, pin your ears back because this is mental. Hold on, drum roll on something. <laughs> right. You would, have to drive to the closest shop in town that would stop these videos that have just come out of these more international blockbusters. But if too many people in your town had already hired that movie, yeah. you'd have to go and try again tomorrow because when you went in there, it had elastic band around it. Come pick that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or it had a little red label in the top going on loan or something like that. <laughs> hey, hey, and just to fuck your heads even further, hey, we have turned into, do you remember this? We've turned into those bugs. They even did it with uh, games. So Super Nintendo <laughs> cartridges. I remember once we got like a Formula One game that I thought was great and it was probably career-based so it goes on and on. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I love that. And me, I think me, me dad's, some bloke who used to help him run the local football team, he used to wear big joggers and always had his hands on his bollocks for some reason. Uh, not around the lads, can I just make that clear? Um, and he went, oh, you know, I'm babysitting while your mum and that are out. I, he, no one spoke like that around me. I don't know why I did a London accent. Um, and he got this Formula One game and I had it on three three days higher. So you had to, and games back then were fucking hard. You had to try and complete it in three days. The bloody hell. No saving. Yeah. So yeah, you want to think yourselves lucky that everyone's now found a way of scamming us all by making us all pay for the same fucking thing because I think that's any value. Um, yeah, anyway, back in there. Dan, what was your favourite black and white thing ever? Joke. Um, <laughs> let's not go down that route. Um, as a bit of a sum up now, then let's bring it together. So overall, right. did I like it. Was it the thing that I thought it would be? Uh, it's kind of everything I thought it would be. Um, and I'm never expecting a lot from these films. I think a lot of cult status has got to do with, you know, there's a lot of different reasons or predicates that make something the mm-hmm. way that it is like that. So uh, I am going to give it out of 10 an, a, an absolute firm four. And that's being four. Generous. It's shit. The story's poor. He never really remedies anything that's sorted out. He shouldn't be able to work. And I know that's a bit like kicking at the sky. But uh, yeah, overall, the crying robots pissed me off. I, the four is mainly made up of three points for the bloke catching the gun and dancing. Uh, <laughs> Chad, whoever you are, sir, I hope you're living a happy life and have still got that gun and show it to every knobhead who comes in your pool hall. Dan, what's your score? I'm, I'm going to give it a solid seven. Solid oh. seven. And, and and the reason the reason is it's the cultural impact. You, you know you can't. If this was going to be a cheap knockoff Terminator, and what it's done is end up getting up into that echelon, into that into that level, into that 
where where that is. It's up there with Alien. It's up there with Terminator. RoboCop's one of the big ones. And because of the impact it had and where it went after, I don't think that can be ignored. However, the the thing that brings it down from a good nine or eight is that it's shit. (laughs) A film that's shit gets a seven. You need to go have a long... Hard look at yourself before we move on to well, what will be the next film. Now, I, I don't know if we just randomly pull one out or we bring up something we've spoke about and try and connect them by somewhere like that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it as a choice for you. We've mentioned Arnie a few times, and yep. you've mentioned this film twice as well. So I think we're going to go with an Arnie film. Um, yeah, I'll give you the choice of either Terminator, not Senate, mm-hmm. or the other one that I remember everyone going on about all the time, which was Running Man. So it's up to you. I'm, I'm genuinely happy whichever way you want to go with it. Do you want to do Terminator or is it the Running Man? Is he? Is he? It's just called Running Man, actually. Okay. So, so listen. The I, I tell you what I wanted to to unpick at is the 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 Black Mirror element of of this this movie. And I know I'm I'm probably making things sound a lot more showbiz than what it is, but like so, there are a few things that that really dial into what Americana was at the time, and it was supposed to be a lampooning of it. So, if we plump for Running Man, what you're going to see is an 80s version of um, what X Factor is that they thought would be happening in a Black, vert- in a black Mirror universe. And, and that's what I really enjoy about it. There, there is literally an episode of Black Mirror that really resembles this, but it's it's how they perceived it was going to be back in the 80s. And it's it's Arnie as absolute best, uh, if, if that is such a thing, because I don't, I don't think I've ever... No, I don't think he's got one, has he? But anyway, go on. And what about Terminator? What are we getting out of that? Well, Terminator is is weird because there, I, I remember watching an interview with Arnie about 30 years later after the Terminator, and he was talking about these um these acting points that he brought to the role. So there is a bit, you know, so I, don't, I don't want yeah, in it, right? So he's going, it was it was like I was talking to the uh, talking to the director, and the role was are you Sarah Tana? And then I shot hand and walked away. And it, but he went. But I didn't want to do that because uh, you know he's a he's a blood killer he's a bloodthirsty killing robot. So oh, why would he it. react? He's got fucking transformed eighty <laughs> four. Calm your shit down. <laughs> so so Arnie's now going. But why would he react? He doesn't react. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so what he brought to that role was soulless killing. Now bear in mind this is Arnold Schwarzenegger completely forgetting that the only reason he's got that role is because it was Mr. Olympia and Massive. (laughs) There was no other reason. What are you getting for your acting prowess here, Arnold? So let's go let's go with Running Man and then we'll go with the nonsense later on when we've hit our stride with this show. Yeah, I don't think we should ever do the same lead Act, well, I was mm-hmm. going to say actor mm-hmm. as in man or woman, but let's face it, it's probably going to be a bloke in the 80s. It was very rare that, you yeah. know, let women do their best work. So, um, all right, next film we'll do will be Running Man. We'll try and do that for next week. Um, we do have an email and stuff, and because I'm, I'm generally quite a chaotic bloke, I've not got it to say right now. So you'll either hear this added bit afterwards where I go, submission.com. Uh, it'll probably just be on the on the uh, socials that you're looking at. Daniel, thank you for joining me. A pleasure as always. Um, My pleasure. Robocop will soon be forgotten for my psyche possible. And uh, yeah, until next time, goodbye.